Welcome to Tech Writer Voices. I'm your host, Tom Johnson, of the Suncoast chapter in Tampa Bay, Florida. And today we have a special election focus on Nikki Blyle, who's running for director. You can find out more about Nikki by going to NikkiBlyle.org. There's a link on the show notes for this podcast. Before we get into the interview, I just want to mention a couple of things. We'd love to hear feedback if you want to send some to Tom at TechWriterVoices.com. We always enjoy hearing from listeners if you have ideas for for shows or if you have other kinds of suggestions, we welcome them. And also, um, if you have audio content that you'd like to contribute, we would love to, to play it. If you've ever listened to the Slate podcasts, you'll notice that a lot of times people will contribute essays and then different people will read them. So if you just have something you've written that you think would be cool to, to have read on the on this podcast... Let me know, send me a link, and I'd be happy to read it, or have somebody else read it who may be more theatrical or, or interesting to listen to. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome to Tech Writer Voices. I'm talking today with Nikki Blyle, and she is running for director. So, Nikki, can you tell us why you're running for director? Well, thanks for the uh, invitation to appear on Tech Writer Voices, Tom. And uh, the reason I'm running for director is... One of my favorite parts of being a technical communicator is is being the voice of the user, making the users of of our, whatever we're documenting or writing about more successful. And what I'd like to do is help STC make technical communicators more successful. And uh, there are a few, there are many, many ways that this could be done. Um, I have a couple of things I'd like to, uh, a couple of efforts I'd like to concentrate on. Uh, first of all, I'd really like to uh, work with the society to ex- expand its educational offerings for technical communicators, um, more training courses, more conferences and workshops, seminars, possibly even books. It would be great if we had a, uh, a publishing arm. And uh, also, I'd like to work to promote our profession to the business community. The more the business community learns about how much we contribute to what we write about, I the more important our uh, our profession will be perceived. I really like that that you're trying to expand the educational offerings by adding, you know, training courses, seminars, conferences, books, because I think a lot of people really look to the STC for training. And I was reading in your background that you were uh, the the person who began the Software Saturdays from the Pittsburgh chapter. Is that right? Yes, it's I. Uh, it was an idea that uh, we had a couple of years ago that we wanted to provide. Uh, we we have some great monthly meetings and we and we have great speakers, but people you know always want more, and we wanted to provide a little bit more. And uh, Saturday seemed the best day to do it, so uh, we started bringing in in um, trainers and speakers that could give a little bit more of an in-depth look at a tool or a technology. And we keep the prices low so that as many members, you know, that price isn't, a, isn't an object for people uh, attending our Software Saturdays. And it's been, it's been very popular. And uh, I wrote an article about it for STC's tie line. And, uh, and a, a few other chapters have adopted the idea in one form or the other. Uh, some people do it on Fridays, uh, whatever works for them. But um, I'm really glad that this has been... Uh, been embraced by chapters as, as an additional way to serve their their members. Well, I was interested in it, and I just recently read your article in Thailand about the Software Saturdays because 
I had a chat with my members and realized that the biggest issue that they were facing was trying to keep pace with with rapidly um, progressing technology and trying to learn all these new tools that are coming out. So I'm really interested in doing that. But, uh, y you know, one of the problems that we ran into here is, is just trying to find a computer lab. Did you guys have a computer lab or, or some kind of um, public area that you could access with a lot of technology in it? Uh, what we've done in in Pittsburgh is there is a uh, there's a training facility that uh, I talked to and that was willing to give us a lower price, um, especially since we were using using it on their lab on Saturday because they're not normally busy that day. So uh, that worked out well for us. We're we're getting a, a a much lower price and it helps us keep our prices low and it it works for everybody. It works for them because they're their training facilities being used on a Saturday it works for us because that's the day we want to use it. Um, I've talked to some other chapters that are uh, have uh, are using let it, using a local university's lab, and the university will let them use it uh, at a very low cost or at no cost. It all depends on what area you're in as to what sort of um, deals you could work out. You have to be a little bit creative. Well, I think that's definitely cool. Now, I also see that you're presenting at the SDC Annual Conference on a topic titled Cool Tools for Tech Writers for $100 or Less. So, so you, I'm, I'm guessing that you are a, a tool guru. <laughs> well, I don't know about a, gu a guru, but I, I am a bit of a geek about it. And um, I've worked for a number of, of different companies in a number of different industries. And I found that when I work for much smaller companies that the uh, the developers I work with and I get a little more creative about, uh, you know, finding uh, low-cost or free tools to use. And uh, I just I thought about it when I was thinking of, you know, what am I gonna, going to propose for this year's conference. Uh, I thought about it and said, geez, I, I have this sort of list of tools that I've used for, for – uh, for various things, and maybe I should share this with others. So if they need a a free or a low cost tool, they'll uh, they could learn a little bit about it and decide if they want to pursue it. One of the references on your site is to Google Docs, and uh, that's one of the tools that I'd heard about, and I kind of resisted, thinking, you know, I've got Word, I don't need, I don't need an online word processing application. But I've started using it in the last week, and I think it's super convenient and it's quite powerful. Is that one of the tools that's on your list? It's it's not in my talk. Uh the reason I listed it on my um on my campaign website which is uh nickyblyle.org is that um you probably saw I have a page of handy links and uh what I did was just put together a small part of my collection of cool stuff I found on the web. And uh I was I've actually been using uh Google Docs and spreadsheets uh for chapter work. We were doing. Uh, I started out. I started out trying Google spreadsheets. Uh, we were doing a joint meeting with, uh, actually, a joint happy hour. But you know, socializing is good. With two other local organizations in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh chapter of the Special Library Libraries Association, and the uh, a, a local knowledge management group called the Pittsburgh Knowledge Management Consortium. And we wanted to keep track of, of all the RSVPs without sending emails back and forth. And I said, oh, why don't we try this out and gave, you know, send everybody an invitation to a spreadsheet I created, and it, it worked great. So uh, we're, we're just going to keep using it for different projects like that instead of um, 
instead of constantly sending a lot of email back and forth, just going to a central place. Now, do you also use wikis a lot? Because I see you've presented on, on wikis as a knowledge management tool as well. Yes, I'm going to... Uh, well, I've, I've done a couple of wiki projects that I, that I really enjoyed working on. Um, I also have a talk coming up at, in, uh, at Writers UA, which is uh, from March 26th through 20th, coming up really soon on uh, wikis and knowledge management. And uh, the idea for that talk came from uh, at the last job I had, we started the development department, using <laughs> saying what the we means. Uh, we started a management, and we, well, you know, the developer did their own little area. Like here's notes to ourselves, <laughs> and uh, what what my job was was to expand it so that there would be good information there for training, for our training department, for our support department, and. We, we, it was really, it was really fun. It was kind of hard for people to embrace at first because you know there are so many things you're using at offices for internal knowledge management. I mean, there are usually a bunch of SharePoint sites, and there's some other internet, and then there's, you know, there's just five different places people could go to for different information, and they think, oh, geez, you know, <laughs> some some place else that I have to go. But the cool thing about wikis is they can contribute too. So. Um, at first, we actually just uh, put put information up there, and people didn't have right access, like they didn't want it. And then once they saw how useful it was, and and wanted to add on, then it was like you know, they'd email and say, "Oh, could I have permission?" And they would they would get permission to uh, you know they'd get right access, and they and they really liked it. And we had a lot of fun with it. We kicked it off with a Hawaiian shirt day party. And uh, gave a quick demo, and uh, from from then on in, I I think it's a it's a really cool way to share knowledge. Cool. You know, while you were talking, I I made the mistake of clicking a link on my internet browser, and and there's only so much bandwidth I've got, so you chopped up a tiny bit. But I just wanted to apologize for that. And the wikis sound awesome, so uh, I'm really excited about that. The reason I I was clicking this link is because I was thinking of a comment somebody made on my blog today that. Uh, that, that really got me thinking, and I thought it would be a perfect question for you, right? And, right. And I haven't told you what the question is at all, or nor any of the questions before this podcast. But uh, one of the commenters says that, uh, well, let me scroll up a little bit. Okay. He says he wasn't planning on voting because his STC membership is ornamental at best. Uh, but perhaps one or more of the presidential candidates will will propose something that piques his interest. And I asked him why why his membership is ornamental at best. And he says, it's ornamental because I haven't realized much value from my membership. And, I can, and he, he says, I enjoy the odd article uh, you know, and the salary report, but that's about it. I consider my membership ornamental because it looks good on my resume. Well, what do you think of of that? Do you think a lot of members feel the same way? I, I hope not, but uh, I think that that STC is really if if uh, since he's a member, he could go to stc.org and actually see the strategic plan uh, that that uh, Paula Berger and the uh, the current board, Paula Berger is our current president, and the current board have put together, and they have six. Um, Pretty, this is part of the reason I'm running because I think the six initiatives are really well thought out and really and really powerful, and uh, I think that 
if if all this is, and I fully expect it to be, but if all this comes to fruition, that we will have a, a society that will give him much more than just something to put on his resume and a couple of magazines in in the in the mail every month. Um, so I encourage everyone to you know take a look at the strategic plan and see what you think. I think you'll learn a lot about the direction the society's going in, and that's part of. I mean, just two of there there are six initiatives uh, on the on the strategy map that that they've put together, and you know the two things I mentioned earlier: wanting to expand our educational offerings and promoting our profession to the business community are are two of the things on here, and they're just two of the things I'm really interested in doing. So. I'm I'm hoping that if I get on the board as a director, that you know that that's the direction I could go in. Well, you you said promoting our our profession to the business community. Can you uh, expand on that? What exactly does that mean? Well, it, it's just it's basically the the way they've put it on the uh, on the map is uh, there. It's under the heading of telling our powerful story, and I think that's a really good way of putting it. Um, I was I was thinking about. Basically, I have thought about how would we do that. You know, how would we go out and tell the these uh, corporations, you know, what tech writers do and why we're valuable. And a few things I thought of were, um, first of all, uh, you know, doing talks or having meetings with companies, you know, and at, at meetings that business leaders attend. So find out, you know, where these people are, and get to them. Um, I also think that uh, in Pittsburgh, we have a very active uh, technology council, and I would think that another great way to get a, get a hold of local leaders and getting their ear would be going to uh, the, the technology councils in, in, in various cities around the country and the world. And uh, we, are, we are an international society, so it wouldn't just be in the U.S. Um, I, I think running ads... Is another possibility in the right publications, uh, direct mail. I think there are so, so many ways. I know direct mail is old-fashioned, but it does work. So those are those are a few of the things I've, I've thought of. I think those are all excellent excellent uh, ways to publicize. Um, when you say telling our powerful story, um, is that pretty much showing and explaining to the world that tech writers are more than than uh, that meets the eye or the, that we have an actual profession behind what we're doing and it's not just a, a secretarial sort of task or what exactly is telling our powerful story? That, that's the way I interpret it, that we would explain exactly what we do. We would show that, you know, we add value, uh, how we add value to the product and what it is we're doing. I think, I don't think it's totally, um, I don't think everybody thinks that, that, you know, we're just people who make documents pretty uh, you know, sort of, sort of that generic thing that you hear people say. I, I, I think that they don't totally understand all that we do. I think they don't know that we're, you know, we're helping out with usability. You know, that we're helping with training, uh, putting training materials together. We're, we're, we're helping uh, manage the knowledge at the company. Um, they don't realize how much work goes into single sourcing. That it's it's not just it's not just a tool and it's it's not it's not a shortcut it's it's an it's a method you know that there's methodology behind it and a lot of time is spent thinking about it um uh, i i think these are things that that once the word gets out it'll it'll they'll, they'll say yes that's right oh, they are doing all these things 
Yeah, definitely. I, I have another question here. Now, I see that on the ballot, there are six directors running, and, and only three get to be elected. Correct. And, and I see that only one person is running for president, and only one person is running for vice president. Why don't we have more competition in in the president and vice president positions? Oh, um, well, the way the way uh, the the chain works at, at STC is that there is competition for second vice president, and once you win second vice president, you run unopposed for first vice president and then president. So that way, there's that consistency that once somebody gets in, that they're going to be there for three years, they're going to have some time to learn the job, then be the president, and then then their immediate past president. So the competition is at the, at the second vice president level. And, um, Nikki, how did you find out about my invitation for, for this? Did, did you hear it from the podcast or read it on my blog, or did somebody send you an email and say, hey, check this out? I actually uh, heard it on the podcast. Wow, that's pretty cool. Because you're the only one who has contacted me. So I was kind of a little bit surprised that, that uh, the others hadn't because it, I was I was doing it as a test to see if people are kind of in tune with the blogosphere or if, if people are listening. So I, th- I think it's really cool that you responded and, and you offered to be on here because especially since I didn't tell you what I was going to ask you. <laughs> Well, what a it's actually been kind of fun. But I did, in in all fairness, I have I I did have uh, some other technical communicators recommend your website to me, and that's how I found it. So I didn't find it on my own, but so, some others recommended it and said it was really good, and they were right. Well, thank you. Is there a topic or a question that I haven't we haven't talked about that you you think we should? Hmm. Well, um, I guess you know. I, if you want to read about my background and you know like how long I've been a technical communicator for 12 years I've been involved in my local chapter membership for uh, local chapter leadership for 5 years uh, all that stuff is on uh on my website nickyblyle.org so people could just read that on their own but um no I think we've we've covered quite a bit and it's it's been a lot of fun Yeah no your last name is hard to spell it's B L E I E-L, right? And actually on the ballot you appear as Nicoletta, if, if you know. Yes, that's my, that's my uh, real first name. So I, I have a tendency to use it on business cards and on things like that. I should really kind of make up my mind, <laughs> decide what, it, what my name really is. But I like both of them. Well, that's, that's a cool name. Well, thanks, Nikki, for talking to me. I appreciate your time and, and all your thoughts. Well, thank you very much for having me, Tom. You are listening to an interview with Nikki Blau, who's running for STC Director. You can vote by going to stc.org and clicking the Vote Now button. In an upcoming podcast, Keith Hoffman will be speaking with George Hayhoe about China and other topics. And we're going to be playing some presentations that some people have made to our chapter that should be interesting. We're going to try to include some video footage if possible. Um, If you have anything that you'd like to contribute to this podcast, audio content, like I mentioned in the beginning, then definitely send it to me at tom at techwritervoices.com. And if you have any other feedback, send it as well. Again, we're we're on the web at techwritervoices.com. I encourage you to to subscribe, to uh, tell your friends about it. Just as a side note, if you listen to this podcast just by sitting at your computer and, and not 
not while driving or, or exercising, then I think you're really missing out because it can get a little bit tedious just sitting at your computer. Um, I find that listening to podcasts is much, much easier and more enjoyable while driving in my 95 Celica. So if you go down to your local electronics store and ask for an FM transmitter to plug into your MP3 player, whatever you have, uh, it, it really works well. And, and it's a great way to just keep the information flowing in as, as you go about your errands or, or commute. All right. Uh, until next time, we'll see you.